Welcome to Killer Kush, a podcast where we smoke and talk about killers, caspers, and cryptids. My name is Katie, Lady <laughs> and my name is Lick Namak. My pronouns are he, him. Mine are they, she. So, hello. Welcome, Welcome to episode to... 28. Oh my gosh, and this one is Glitch in the Matrix, general theme, slash simulation theory. I kind of go into both. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah, it's a, we're going to be sharing some Glitch in the Matrix stories, and... I'm so into this. This is our second recording of tonight. We're on a double header again, trying to make up for lost time. Yes, yeah. So, welcome back. Thank you for listening to this little episode, and Nick, what is your vibe? My vibe is ready to hear about the story. I Have you seen the movie Mandela Effect? No, I haven't. But I do love the Mandela Effect. It gives very glitch in the Matrix vibe. Yeah, I feel like they're along the same like t- the theme, mm-hmm. sort of. They're in the same bucket. Because they're both about like little glitches in the universe. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like intertwining realities and... Yeah none of it actually being reality and well and the new matrix just came out so it's so bad it's so bad i I did watch it with my family did you like it well i don't remember what happened in the third movie me either so i was like what the fuck is happening right now and i didn't yeah yeah, but it i don't know it didn't seem good even though i'm not yeah we had to look up like characters to be like who were they again and then we would look them up and be like oh yeah i guess they were a thing yeah, but they did. They I liked the new young Matrix gay people that they had. Were they new or were they in the last movies? I think they were new. One, okay, well I liked all of that little posse, but they Me didn't too. really have a lot of screen time. So I was like, I wish they had more. Yeah. Yeah. I did also like how the sen- Sentinels and the people, <laughs> like the humans, teamed up. Oh yeah. Like the robots and the people. I honestly don't remember that. <laughs> So that speaks to how much I liked the movie. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah. Well, we watched it when we were quarantined, so oh, it was so like, one of the few... nothing to do right now. Yeah, one of the few entertainment pieces that we had. Yeah. Have you seen anything else recently? I watched Antlers. What's that? I was really excited to tell you about it. It's about a Wendigo. What's that? I'll, do a co- I'll cover a Wendigo What's sooner or later, and I'll use it? Antlers. But it's a new Guillermo del Toro film. It's about this kid and his dad becomes a Wendigo. Okay. And is that's that like all a certain, I'll give is away. That like a, it's a, a thing in Native American uh, folklore. Okay, cool. And I love Guillermo del Toro's. I just stuttered so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Guillermo del Toro's film style, though. Yeah, like, me and too. I love how like saturated and colorful and fantastical it feels. This one is less of that. Really? Yeah. Okay, this cool. one is kind of a creature feature, like Hellboy. Where, no, Hellboy's not even a good... Shape of water? Question more shape of watery, but still less fantastic, less fantastical. More okay. horror. Okay, cool. It's Wait, a horror fuck movie. fuck yeah. Awesome. Yeah. More like King Kong or Godzilla as oh, I well. Love that. Kind of like, what's that one with James McAvoy? I have no clue Split. who that is. Oh, the, oh, I hated Split. But you know the monster in Split yeah. where it's like he becomes a different person. Kind of yeah. that arch of like a uh, Split personality. Yeah. I don't know. It's good. I love that. Would recommend. We rented it for like six bucks. So we were like, this shit better be good. Yeah. And then it, and yeah. then it was and good. It I liked I it. That. Nico, I love do you have an opinion on it? It was fine. <laughs> His old man <laughs> ass. It was fine. It was fine. Did you see um, Don't Look up 
I saw it and it gave me anxiety. I really? liked it though, yeah. I had, Well, Katie. Oh man, I just bully movies, but we did not like I felt You like didn't it was, like it? I liked the idea behind the movie, but uh, my least favorite types of Well, okay, I wouldn't say I didn't like it. I would rate it as like I liked watching it. Would I watch it again? Like if I was in a group of it's people, like very satire, so, farcy. Yeah, like I didn't dislike it, but I was like, I why did you get so many famous people and put them in this movie? And then also, like, didn't um, Leonardo DiCaprio go on vacation and use his yacht, which releases like thousands of emissions, like a lot more emissions than a regular yacht, right after releasing that movie, and <laughs> That's telling funny. everyone to watch it? And I'm like, shut up. Well, there is an actual asteroid that is projected to hit Earth on May. 22nd or 26th that has a 1 in 38,000 or 3,800 chance of hitting us. Um, and if it hits us, it's a about the 13 times the Hiroshima bomb. Um, and they don't know where it's projected to land. It's like somewhere near the Pacific, but if it hits a city, it would knock out the city and the surrounding areas. It would obliterate the life. So I, I just want to let you know that there is that, and I literally just sent Nico a thing, and Nico was like, one in 3,800 isn't that much. And I was like, that's still a chance. Too but much for me. Yeah, but actually, I'm not going to think about that, because if we don't think about it, then it probably won't happen. <laughs> I just want you to know that it could happen, and it's <laughs> damn near so gonna. That's so terrifying, dude. So uh, yeah. there's that piece of information for that's you. <laughs> Let's okay. glitch out of that matrix. They would be able to detect what city it would be. It would be as in. it gets closer, yeah. Right. So then we could flee. If it was going to hit Chicago, we'd have like a month to flee. Do you think our government would tell us? Like, please. Fucking. Please, they're like only tell the rich people. Well, I have faith because it it's projected to land near the Pacific, so. Which one is that? <laughs> it's the one to the left of us. Oh, so the West Coast? I think so, right? That's... The Atlantic is... I don't know. The one that they sailed across to come to America. Cool. <laughs> the Pacific is the one the Hawaii's in. What if it lands yeah. on Hawaii? That would be very sad. But if it landed anywhere near there, it's kind of already taking time bomb in that area because California... Has the big earthquake that's due, and then Oregon yeah. Well, if it hits in the ocean, they're worried about it causing like huge waves on shore and causing like volcanic eruptions and causing a whole bunch of things. So there's like after oh effects, even God. if it hits in the ocean, like there's expected to be tsunamis as a cause of it. There's like expected to be massive flooding. That's terrifying. So it could really change the entire landscape because it would just. Like things would be washed away. One that in thirty-eight hundred. Sweep away California. One in thirty-eight hundred. Yeah, but that's so. That's nothing. That's so low. <laughs> He's blinking at me right now <laughs> in a really terrifying way. You just have to not Sorry. manifest it. I just have anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> in your eyes, I can see the anger you said, but that's still so high. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it is though. It is. That's. It is scary. Was that? What do you think the movie? Do you think it was about COVID or like climate change or? I think it was probably about climate change. That's what, yeah. And it was. Uh, I just thought it was funny. I thought it was good. Yeah. I liked it. It was funny. Yeah. Tommy and I bully movies. Like we go hard on, mm. but so not so much be as much as him. I will say he loves to hate, but I would rank it as a mid. I rank it as like a seven stars. I love the last scene as well. The one where it, they had the little oh, wait, I can't say that. No, yeah, that's a spoiler alert. Yeah, 
But I love the last scene. I think it's so good. good. And it's so like, (gasps) like, you're just like so scared the whole time. And it made my chest like get so tight. And I was like, oh God, what would I do in this moment? Yeah. What would I do in this moment? Yeah. I don't know. My thing would be like, I don't want to spoil this film. So I know. Skip ahead like three minutes if you don't want this film spoiled. But if you were, if you knew the world was about to end, what what would you do? Do you think would you do like what they did and be with your friends and family? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, like I would be yeah. somewhere with y'all and Nico, being like, "All right, let's have a dinner, let's cry together, let's." <laughs> this is gonna end either way. Let's do it with the people I love. It wouldn't. Okay, something with the Matrix stuff today, there is this thing called, um, like, the simulation, like, infinity loop with, mm. like, dying. So it's the idea that, like, if you your consciousness dies in some way in this timeline that you're on, you jump to a different timeline and just exist in that timeline from then forward. Oh. Because it's, like, an infinite death loop, so you just have to live out all the different scenarios that you're dying in. But, like, you... You just jump the timeline, so you're still living as you. You're just your consciousness. I have a feeling today is going to give me so much anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well. <laughs> oh God. Should we crack into it? Or oh, we're we, gonna we're gonna jump over to the session. Yeah, no. the session. Okay. So see you Dun, later. <laughs> hey. So we're back. We're back. Welcome back. Hi. So we're going to just dive straight in. I'm very excited right now. I'm very excited. I love talking about the Matrix because I do feel like maybe it's this world isn't a simulation, but I sort of hope it is because mm. some of this shit just plain sucks. So um, <laughs> that part. Because <laughs> so this shit sucks. <laughs> like, if it isn't a simulation, then there's something else going on. But, uh, thank you, Reddit. I'll name the specific users as we share the stories. I just got a bunch of, there's a bunch of Reddit threads about different simulation glitches. Um, but before we get into the simulation glitches themselves, I wanted to dive into the simulation theory or the matrix theory. And all of this information or most of it comes from a glitch in the matrix, which is a documentary on Hulu. Uh, it's fucking great. That's fun. It's a great documentary. It's very interesting, and I think it just came out. It was um, either 2020 or 2021. How long is it? An hour and a half. Mm. And uh, I honestly didn't dive as deep into the the theory itself as I did the stories, because I just wanted to share the stories today, but I realized mm. there's a lot of information on the Matrix theory in general. Mm. And a lot of it is a lot of math stuff that I don't fully understand, too, because people who are really into science have uh, written a few articles on like probability and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but a bunch of nerds in that documentary, and it's fucking great. Love that. Maybe I'll give it a watch. <clears throat> so, obviously, this first started gaining mainstream popularity because of the movie The Matrix that came out on March 31st, 1999, which is yeah. a very long time ago. We weren't even born yet. I was born, and I Nico was born. I wasn't born yet. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a Gemini. Um... <laughs> if you didn't already know, The Matrix is about uh, Kanu, 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 Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just not know how to be able to pronounce Keanu Reeves' name? I'm sorry, I, I, <laughs> Kanu, Kanu, Kanu. What's it's, his it's name? It's a really okay. <clears throat> Keanu Reeves' character Neo, who is an isolated tech geek, trapped in a virtual reality uh, simulation, aka just the world. And he takes the red pill, which ejects him from the virtual reality simulation into the real world. Mm -hmm. Um, Red pill, blue pill. Red pill, blue pill. 
And after this movie was released, a lot of people started to hypothesize that our world was actually a virtual simulation. So the Hulu documentary Glitch in the Matrix talks about this phenomenon that occurred directly after. Um, and a bunch of people just sort of dressed like Neo and wearing trench coats and really getting into this theory. And there's this guy who literally killed his family thinking that he was living in the Matrix. So he That's called crazy. the same number that Neo called because he was convinced that... Um, he would be ejected if he just killed people around him. And a bunch of people sort of believe that some people are just AIs or just, you know. That, that sounds like something. schizophrenia. Yeah, it's, I feel like the world can be very scary and it is sort of convincing the idea that this isn't real because think of the technology that we have access to and the way that the government kind of keeps things from us. So it's mm -hmm. easy to dive into that if you're already feeling lonely or isolated. Yeah. So And like also... If you're at a mental state that's not, you know, like if you are schizophrenic, paranoid, yeah, then you're gonna really you're latch gonna on latch, to yeah, yeah. Especially if you like see it as a reality, yeah. And I mean, people who aren't schizophrenic or paranoid still believe this theory deeply. Oh so yeah, one hundred percent. But I think paranoia, that that yeah. like extreme killed the family was probably yeah. pre-existing mental illness that yeah. was just amplified by well, this. We have an interview with him too because he's in jail oh, now really? and reflected on it. It's really, this is a really interesting, it's very interesting. Oh, it's very I'm short. excited. Um, but it also touches on the idea that simulation theory doesn't necessarily mean that we're living in a VR simulation um, locked in some liquid chamber, but that it, the, that's the closest thing that we can compare it to is human brains. Mm. Um, because we need to categorize things. We, and that's the only thing that we can understand with the technology that we have. Um, so living in a simulation isn't, it, it, it's out of our understanding. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it goes all the way back, um, before 1999, like the theory existed before 1999 in the existence of the matrix and Philip K. Dick, uh, who's very, <laughs> <laughs> Philip K. Dick. And Philip K. Dick. And Philip K. Dick, uh, author of Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep and a fuck ton of other sci-fi books. That's a badass title. Yeah, it's he's written some cool sci-fi books. I put that one down because that's one that I read in high school, but I don't remember it at all. Mm. I think I read it, like, quotations in high school. Yeah, you spark noted it, probably. Yeah, so I figured that maybe that one would be more known because I was looking through them and I didn't recognize a lot of the books. And mm. that's just raw honesty. Okay. <laughs> um... But in 1977, he did a little lecture and he talked about science fiction and philosophy and presented his theory that we are living in a digitally created artificial world. Um, <laughs> that idea was rejected at the time, but uh, it is strange to think that this idea has been around for more than 50 years before we even had some sort of technology or like virtual reality type things mm -hmm. or the Matrix existed he still was sort of being like, this is fake. Like, this world has to be simulated. Yeah, like the concept. Well, I think that it's very much like the whole thing of you can design something and make something this year, but by next year, you'll be able to make a hundred of them in the same amount of time it took to make one of them. Like that theory yes. of yes. production 100%. also really applies to this of like, the idea was there, but how many times did it have to go through like a production chain of like one to a hundred until we were able to get where we are now? Yeah. And I mean, seeing the technology created that could validate that is mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I mean, it really is an interesting theory that just grows more interesting with time. It ages like a fine cheese, truly. Like a fine wine. Like a fine Katie wine. goes like a fine cheese. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ratatouille looking ass. <laughs> I love cheese, bro. Okay, this is such a side note, but I tried Gouda. We, okay, we were going to make a charcuterie board for New Year's, mm-hmm. but then we got COVID. But I still made a charcuterie board, and I tried Gouda for the first time. Gouda's so good. It's so good. I usually just stick with sharp cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. I'm sorry. So I'm sad. Vanilla. Nico um, and I have been into trying random cheeses from like Whole Foods or from his work. Oh, I love that. Yeah, Any we get favorites? a new cheese every week. What was that one that was really good? What? No, not the one from work. The one that we got from Whole Foods. What color was it? It was like a white cheese. Maybe Fontanella. 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 That's so pretty. That's a beautiful name for a child. <laughs> little Fontanella. Fontanella. My stinky little cheese. Or an animated movie about Cinderella, but retold as a cheese. And she's really stinky, Fontanella. so no one loves her. But then, Aww. we actually are not going to talk about this anymore, because I feel like I could write it down and like, really hit up this. Sell it. Yeah. <laughs> so, TM. Um, so, once again, Philip K. Dick, Mr. Dick claimed that he had fragmented memories of a different present life where the U.S. was a police state, which, lol, as if it already isn't. I know, close enough state. anyway. Yeah, but he said, like, it was more esca- escalated, I suppose. Like, it was more uh, sci-fi-y, you mm, know? I was about to say, like, Handmaiden's Tale. Yeah. I've never seen that, but I get the vibe of that. Because they, I yeah, right? Mm-hmm. They just, like, control pregnancy or something. Yeah, you should watch it. It's really good. Yeah, I've... I've been meaning to, but I just never have. It's addicting. Yeah. I've heard really good things about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, like, just complete control. And he said that what caused him to remember this different timeline was, and this is a little ridiculous, I would like to say before I say this, <laughs> um, but he was given sodium pentanol, pentanol in 1974 during wisdom teeth removal. Mm-hmm. And then later that day, he had a short, acute flash of memories and he wrote over 8,000 pages trying to understand his recovered memories, writing what is called the exegesis. That's crazy. Yeah. But it is like, he he did get, he was like induced with drugs, and then he was like, oh my fucking god, I see mm-hmm. the future. So it is like, it could be dismissed easily, because there were mm-hmm. drugs involved. Yeah. Um, But I would once again like to bring up the idea presented to me by my friends Megan and Oliver... We talked about Love. this in earlier episodes, I believe. It was an earlier episode. I want to say it was like the first five episodes. Um, but it sort of ties in with the idea of the brain and the soul and the brain working in a way where neurons either fire or don't fire. It's all or nothing. So we can interpret those sequences as sort of code signals. Um, so sequences of ones and zeros. So the idea is if we slice the brain into thin hand slice pieces and took the code sequence and prog- their, programmed them into a computer... Would it be a person? and Or would it be lacking a soul? And do we have souls? Um, and I think that that could sort of be used in hand-in-hand hand with the idea of matrix theory and simulation theory. Because it's like, if the brain is really a computer, then it could actually be a computer. And are we actually real? Do we know that? Because we don't mm-hmm. have proof that we're not, not Is the real. soul just a concept, though? Yeah, it, and it could also be a concept. So it even... Yeah, but it... it I think it could be used, it's a it's a stretch, but I think it could be used in hand with the matrix or simulation theory. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because we have I proof agree. of it being a machine, in mm-hmm. a way. Yeah. Um, 
But that idea in general kind of fucks me up because the, the soul as a concept is really, we don't know if we have souls. There's mm-hmm. no... There's, there's no proof. Yeah. The fact that our body is this, like, machine that runs on electricity is proven. The sun being our electricity? Machine. Yeah. No, like, our body has a magnetic pole. Our body has an electrical current within it. You know? Like, that's, like, a proven fact. So what if it's just an elite system? Like, yeah. it's just elite technology But we don't have proof don't have. of a soul. That's so scary to me. See, this could be, it could be real, <laughs> right? I, there's a, a part of me that thinks, like, it is possible. Because if we do yeah. have an electric current, like, who's to say there's not, like, some body of elite people who have created this simulation and our electric current can't be analyzed with the science inside the simulation because we, it, it's, like, 500 years in the future and this is some sort of, like... Very black mirror. Yeah. And it's scary to think that exists because we just see technology progressing so rapidly and Mm -hmm. we see synchronicities. Um, And in the glitch in The Matrix, Netflix, on Hulu, I mention this a lot. A lot of my information is from there. Um, But one person said that he went on a walk and before he went on the walk, he said, all right, I'm going to see an orange fish while I'm out. Sort of like starting to Manifest. manifest things and prove that it was a simulation in a way. And then a few minutes later, while he was out walking, he saw a restaurant with an orange neon fish sign that he had never seen before, which could also be a coincidence, but it is like a very interesting synchronicity. It's that same thing of like, you learn a word and then you hear the word five times. Yeah. But he, they go into it more in the documentary, but it's like, how much of it can be attributed to coincidence Coincidence, and how much of it is, I, I don't Planned. know. Yeah. Because if you run into enough synchronicities, it's like, okay, th- this feels fucking unreal. Like, is this like a, a higher power? Is this a simulation? Am I manifesting this? Am I being more attentive? Is it mm-hmm. like the thing where I got glasses so I can see things with glasses? Like, yeah. is it a practice in mindfulness? But you just really can't know. And mm-hmm. I think that's... The scary Yeah, the part, part that could make it anything. Mm-hmm. Um. And one last piece of background before diving into the glitch stories. Uh, The most statistics-based look into simulation theory was an article published in 2003 by an Oxford Oxford professor, Nick Bostrom, titled, Are You Living in a Computer Simulation? (laughs) Good title. (laughs) It is. It's great. Uh, And this article makes a distinction between the simulation hypothesis, which is the idea that we are literally living in some virtual reality-based simulation, um, made by some sort of like post-human alien-esque advanced form and the simulation argument which is different and uses probability science shit um, and I do not know some of it it's I have an art degree mm-hmm. so <laughs> I have an is, art degree <laughs> this is the best of my ability this is a, a summary um, the simulation argument for dummies if you will to say that one of the three hypotheses is true so in the simulation argument, these three things, one of them has to be true, right? Okay. Most civilizations in more advanced stages of technological advancement go extinct before we reach technological maturity, meaning we die out before a simulation can exist. So we will mm. never be advanced enough to create a simulation. Um, two. Which is scary because that's what the metaverse is trying to do right now. Create a simulation. I mean, like, it's already a completely simulated reality. The next thing would be to transfer reality into complete simulation. Yeah. You know, like, that's a yeah. clear, like, stepping stone is the metaverse. And if we die metaverse. out before that, like, if that asteroid hits Earth or something, like, that's true. Like, we really could just die out before we mm-hmm. have the opportunity to create it. Because I, I feel like there is a version of us where we could reach that 
level of advancement. Yeah. But there's a lot. I mean, climate change or a meteor or COVID or someone just doesn't. Mm-hmm. But the second um, hypothesis, we lose interest in simulation technology and simulations slash ancestral simulations. So that's, um, once again, the idea that like the timeline we live in now is just a simulation where five hundred years in the future they're making this simulation to be like modern day Mm -hmm. it's like the sims of some sort so those simulations are never created because we just lose interest okay or find different technology that we're interested in um and then the third hypothesis is that we are certainly in a simulation (laughs) that's so (laughs) So, scary yeah so their idea is like based on probability one of these hypotheses is true is true yeah i think that first one could be easily true that we go extinct before we reach that maturity yeah Yeah. it is very scary to think that it's like oh shit Mm -hmm. (laughs) fuck one of these is true um if the third theory is true it's more possible that we're living in a simulation than we're in the world that is conducting the simulation Mm. so there's still like a world that to be a part of it yeah (laughs) yeah so but we are in the simulation and actually okay this is the last thing that i say before diving into the glitch stories Elon Musk has talked about the simulation theory, which I don't know. I think if anyone were to invest in creating a simulation, I feel like it would be like the rich elite who are more scientific. Zuckerberg right now with Metaverse. Yeah. Yeah. I really don't think Sweet baby rays. Sweet baby rays. (laughs) Sweet baby rays (laughs) on every bookshelf. Sweet baby rays. I cannot believe it. Anyways. (laughs) Anyways. <laughs> Sorry, if you don't know what that video, just Google search Mark Zuckerberg, Sweet Baby Rays, and watch it. It's it's he's fucking so hilarious. Fucking he's an alien. If I saw him, if I like had to talk to him, I feel like it'd be so uncomfortable. Yeah, he's not a human. No, he's not. Um, But anyways, Elon Musk talked about simulation theory, and he said, The strongest argument for us living in a simulation 40 years ago, we had Pong, two rectangles and a dot. That's what games were. Now, 40 years later, we have a photorealistic 3D simulations with millions of people playing simultaneously, and it gets better every year. If you assume any rate of improvement at all, then these games will become indistinguishable indistinguishable from reality. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a matter of time. Yeah. Metaverse. Mm-hmm. It's, and we have VR, which is crazy to think that VR was something that it, that seems very futuristic to me. Yeah, I like, like Ready Player One. With it. Yeah. I, it's just crazy to think that something so fictional is actually very, very tangible and it's mm-hmm. very near to us. It, yeah. And I feel like when they get the full, they already have it, but like the full body sensations for VR, mm-hmm. when that becomes more popular and when that's like a Nintendo type of game and everyone yeah, has when that. when it's accessible. Like, that Yeah, that's going to be fucking crazy. And that, I feel like that's going to happen in our lifetime. Yeah. So I'm very excited to see what that Well, means. I feel like what will happen is that the, I mean, already the middle class doesn't exist, but the divide of the middle class is just going to go further and the elite rich are going to be able to have the resources for that stuff and the poor still aren't. Yeah. Is what's going to happen. And there's not going to be a middle class. Yeah. They're already kind of isn't They're already, yeah. There's barely a middle class but thinking of oculus headsets i mean a, they're only 300 dollars, mm-hmm. which honestly is like the same as like a ps4 and those types of things and i feel like a lot of people get those at least yeah but i think a full body suit is gonna yeah like true. getting like that to go down in cost yeah, yeah is a lot yeah. it is interesting maybe like 50 years mm-hmm. when it's the only 
technology, the mainstream technology, Available, like a phone, yeah. kind of. Mm-hmm. I'm interested when it becomes like a phone because I feel like it will happen when it like comes the so Google common. Goggles and things yeah. where it's just yeah. The Google goggles, <laughs> you know, Google goggles, <laughs> Google goggles, Google goggles. Um, so that's just a quick glance into simulation theory. So if you're interested in this. I really just recommend watching that documentary because it dives a lot further into it. Mm. Um, But now let's explore like what a glitch in the matrix is. So a glitch is an event that can only really make sense if we accept the notification, the the notion, (laughs) the notification, if we accept the notion that our current reality is actually a kind of simulation. They are errors in computer programs or their execution. Some common types include objects vanishing and reappearing. Sometimes they're never seen again. Sometimes they reappear in a different location. Um, sometimes they are in physically impossible locations, but just those, um, disappearing and reappearing. For example, I lost my car registration and (laughs) after searching for it fervently, I've still not been able to recover it. So I think that is a glitch (laughs) or ADHD. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and also blame it on the glitch. (laughs) Disappearing socks too. Yeah. Where'd the sock go? Exactly. Where did it freaking go? It's such a small thing. Washing machines or portals. Another one is like people being witnessed at uh, different places at the same time or uh, like people vanishing uh, or like the thing that I've seen a lot is like someone walking by and then two seconds later, the exact same person walking by Mm -hmm. because it's just a little glitch Um, or the mandala effect honestly is like a glitch. Um, Changes in everyday familiar objects, the color of the front door, the length of the piece of cloth, the presence of mature trees in a place where trees have never existed, or time slips or freezes where people interact with different time periods or where they observe movement and noises over a relatively short or large area. Mm. Yes. Ooh, a good simulation movie to watch would be Ghost of War. Oh. It's really good, and it's like a horror movie but it's like a simulation horror movie. It's it's really good. You should just watch it. I don't want to say more. So obviously some reports may be the results of memory errors or the side effects of drugs or carbon monoxide poisoning. But when multiple witnesses confirm the facts of the experience, these theories may not um, may be sufficient. Mm. Yeah. So if multiple people witness it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, true. I've definitely seen somebody, and then I, like, go to look back, and they haven't been there before. Yeah. You know? Like, those, I feel like, are little glitches. Yeah. It, I... Do you have any... Before we dive into the real ones, do you have any stories? Like, I don't glitches? think so. Okay. I do have two glitches, like, that I distinctly remember. Okay, so the first is... It was summer 2019 and we were going to the train and there was a man who it was by like blaze. Right. And it Mm -hmm. was me and Roy and like Mira or someone. And there was a man who like walked by and said something to Roy. Like he was like, Oh, I like your something and had an interaction. We saw what he looks like. And then we were pulling up directions or like texting someone. And it was two minutes later and the same man walked by and talked to Roy again. And Mm. they're like, what the fuck? What the fuck was that? Like, how did he get Weird. And also, like, and all of those people being there. Yeah. And why did he say something twice? Like, was he messing with us? Or... Yeah. I, it was two minutes. So there's enough time where he could have, like, crossed back and made a square. But it was just very weird. Why would he? Know. Why yeah, would he not like, just why? walk back the other direction if he wanted to talk to you again? Exactly. And it was more friendly, you know? And it wasn't, like, a conversation. But, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the other one was when I was in Europe, we were in... Um, Rome, and we had a little like dorm room in this hot ass apartment and the 
shower was all the way on the other side of the apartment and it was like a shared Airbnb. So Gabby and I were sleeping in our beds and the alarm went off at seven and I went to go shower and I remember showering and I remember like looking at the clock and it said 7 a.m. I think I remember you telling me this. Yeah. And I like heard the person like in the kitchen. Like I knew that, I don't know. Like, so I got dressed, whatever, had wet hair, went back into the room and then the phone went off and it was 7 a.m. and Mm -hmm. Gabby was waking up and I had like talked to Gabby before I went to the shower and I was, it was just fucking weird. I was like that, like that was a glitch. Like, and she was like, yeah, you, we, you, we woke up you woke up it was seven which is so wild yeah that like loss of time yeah it was very weird and it was only 20 minutes but i was freaked out by it Mm -hmm. it was so strange Um, honestly good free 20 minutes yeah free 20 minutes free parking i was like my hair was wet and and, like maybe we could have had two alarms or something but it was just it was weird it was strange um but now diving into these reddit stories yes and this is from (laughs) reddit user suga underscore cookies uh (laughs) sugar cookies (laughs) sugar cookies and it is titled i bought 2012 me drinks from the future um i love the inflection in your voice (laughs) at the end of that from the future (laughs) i was 19 in october 2012 three friends and i were going into an 80s retro night we decided to meet up instead of going to a friend's to get ready and go together which meant no pre-partying was involved for me as i am a social drinker it's not fun by myself i was dead sober until after this point of the story uh using purses or wallets is not my thing at all so i only had my phone keys and debit card i secured my card and keys into the front button of my band patch denim jacket Ooh. Go off, band patch. I secured my Gay. garden keys in the <laughs> denim jacket. Um, <laughs> Gay. <laughs> literally. Uh, this jacket has not and still has no holes in it. It's the one thing of my teen years I chose to keep because it kept so well. We had the first one that gets there pays the first round joke that we listened to sometimes, and I got there first. It was payday, and I figured since there was only four of us, it wouldn't break my bank, as we always ended up spotting one another as the night went on. We get to the bar to pay for our drinks, and my debit card isn't in my pocket, but my keys and a crisp red $50 bill folded neatly was in its place. I'm baffled at this point, as I didn't know I... As I know I didn't get the chance to stop at the bank to pull out any money, and worried that my debit card is now missing. I checked every single pocket on my outfit anyways, but it wasn't there. I didn't want to make a big deal about it, as it was a long line behind us and the night had just begun. Though I was truly freaked out as this was a new series of currency notes that had just hit circulation. In Canada, our 50 note changed in 2012 to this. And it is only, there's a picture linked there, but we cannot link it because this is a podcast. And it only stuck out to me because I'm a cashless person. The last time I had money out, there were still two weeks prior to that night. It was paper money, not the polymer syrup smelling stuff. And (laughs) it was spent already. Uh, I had paid a new bill with it. Anyways, without ever thinking to really inspect the bill, I got home that night and my debit card was still sitting in my wallet and my wallet. Oh, I am seriously high and this is taking a second. Uh, I got home that night and my debit card was still sitting in my wallet on my bedside table. My online bank account only showed my payroll deposit. There was no $50 withdrawal or any other transaction that day before. So where did it come from? 2012 me decided to just say thanks universe and thought nothing more of it fast forward to october 2020 i still have this jacket hanging up in my closet but since i've moved to a rural community uh but since i've moved to a rural community 
I saw my jacket hanging in the closet and thought, hey, it's been a rock of ages. And due to my own <laughs> stupid pun on the Def Leppard patch I had on, it decide I decided to use it for nostalgia. So they wore the jacket. That was like a really long winded. <laughs> they wore the fucking jacket. <clears throat> Katie's like, be more concise. <laughs> Please, I can't read. <laughs> um, dumb, I know, but I was happy it still fit and out of habit checked all pockets for holes. There were none. If there was, I would have chosen a different jacket. Being on a budget, I carefully folded a $50 bill I took out the day before and put it in the front pocket of my jacket with my key and phone in the hand pocket. I'd been conflicted about bringing my debit card, so it was out on my desk and I left it there. At the grocery store in a nearby town, I get to the counter and reach into my front pocket. No bill. But I now had my debit card tucked by my keys, freaked out, and thinking I must have changed my mind Oh last my god, minute. there was a switch. Yep. As I'd needed gas on my way home, I just paid for my groceries with my card and assumed the 50 was on my desk. Hell yeah. yeah. There's a fucking switch. There's a switch. There's a switch. I kind of like that, though. Yeah. Honestly, still worked out at the end. No, and it's... That's like a weird t- It's eight years. And the fact that it was a brand new bill then, but it was yeah. an older bill in the future. Mm-hmm. That's, it's fucking weird. Weird, yeah. I love it. Um, yeah, so uh, they, that's a story. <laughs> this one is posted by Reddit user, you Ublatomania. <laughs> 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 um, Good. This is titled, Two Simple But Mysterious Experiences. First, I just want to state that I live in a rural... Or, no, it doesn't say that. <clears throat> First, I just want to state that I live in a tiny coastal town in the northern part of Norway. Which is Cute. in Europe, for those of you who don't know. That's funny as fuck. Cute. Also, call them out. <laughs> oh, which is Here's the Europe. Americans, like, <laughs> where is that? <laughs> yeah, Norway. Is that, like, Scottish? Um, so- <laughs> is that in Scotland? Oh, <laughs> uh, So, my experience happened about half a year ago. I was out on a late night drive, it was around 5 in the morning, when I suddenly saw a huge and very bright light in the distance. I first assumed that I had completely lost track of time, that it was was late morning already, and that the sun was now rising in front of me. However, when I checked the time, I realized that something wasn't right, as the sun wasn't supposed to rise until a couple of hours later. That's when I realized that the bright light seemed to be concentrated within a rather limited area. I kept on driving towards the light, which was leading me towards the town, towards our main road. And the closer I got to it, the more it dawned on me that something was wrong. As soon as I realized that the light was coming from the sky just above one of our local schools, located just outside of town. And right before I arrived there, the light just vanished. I thought it was weird as fuck, but I've experienced much stranger things in terms of the paranormal. So I just Sounds like aliens. Yeah. Yeah, it does. A bright light in a concentrated area. Yeah. Yeah. Hovering over something. Yeah. The school makes it scary. Why are you yeah. aiming for the children? Can you be mature about it? Yeah. Can mature. you pick on someone your own size? Yeah. We've got, like, if you need some a list of recommendations. There's one right here. Yeah. Wait, this house? Right here? You. Oh, I'm the list of recommendations? Or are you. you recommending me? To the aliens to for abduction. Stolen? That's like fucked up, bro. Like, mm, probe me. The, Ooh, probe me. Who host this podcast with? The alien. That would be a, a really <laughs> niche way to get into podcasting. You could get a great audience from that. Okay. Yeah, first podcast with an alien. 
That'd be a great title for a podcast. I'm sure it's just me and Mark Zuckerberg. (laughs) (laughs) Sweet baby Ray's. So, person just kept on driving. Um, uh, For context, I just want to mention that I was the only person outside, which isn't weird since most people in the town were probably sleeping heavily at that point. Fast forward to the next night, I'm on my way home after having visited my uncle who lives in town. He's a night owl like me, and so far, I'm the only person outside as far as I know. I'm only about a minute away from the school where I'd seen that bright light in the previous night, when I catch up to a car that seems like it just suddenly appeared out of nowhere, appears right in front of me. This isn't the only weird thing about this car, however. The driver keeps hitting and releasing the brakes without seeming to have any good reason for why they would do so. I also notice that it's a rather old vehicle that's in front of me. It looks like a late 70s Volvo 240 sedan. <laughs> that's so specific. It looked like a late <laughs> 70s Volvo 240 sedan. I'm a heterosexual. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, it was a 70s late Volvo sedan, which we definitely don't really see anymore. Anyways, I decide to keep some distance to it because I don't want to risk any accident happening. Happening. Happy. Soon the happening. <laughs> <laughs> I asked you to read. (laughs) Soon the car in front of me is just about to pass the school when the driver suddenly decides to turn left and drive into the school's parking lot. Anyway, I decide to keep some distance to it because I don't want to risk any accident happening. Soon the car in front of me is just about to pass the school when the driver suddenly decides to turn left and drive into the school's parking lot. I decide to follow for some reason, and even though I'm keeping my distance, I'm not by any means far behind. However, just as I turn left and start driving into the parking lot, the car disappears right in front of my eyes. There is no trees, (laughs) buildings, fences, or any obstacles that is preventing me from seeing the car clearly or anything like that. Scary. Um, I'm probably just about five yards from the car and seeing it perfectly when it randomly just completely vanishes before my very eyes. I quickly look around in all directions for a few seconds, but the car is nowhere to be seen. And there is just no way it could have gotten away without me noticing. Now, I can't help but to feel like these two experiences are connected somehow, since they both happened at the same location. I have no good explanation for what it all means. One idea I have that it is that it might have just been a time warp glitch. Hmm. Psychic abilities and clairvoyance runs in my family. And I certainly wouldn't be the first one of my family members to see vehicles that aren't supposed to exist in my time. Interesting. So, yeah. Well, that, honestly, with the aliens idea, it would be interesting if that person was kidnapped in the 70s and then they were dropped in the current timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Like, imagine just being dropped on the highway and your car's, like, kind of fucking up and you just, like, like oh, shit. breaking like that. Yeah. And you disappear again. Uh-huh. The disappearing feels weird. Yeah. One time, Jenna saw pilgrims on the side of a road. Like, people in, like... Not even Amish clothing, like Actors? older style than Do Amish clothing, but it was like night. And they were driving to a town called Maysville, which is outside Davenport. Oh, God. And saw like literal pilgrims. That is like ghosts. Which could also or be time like warp. a time warp, too. Yeah. On this like Iowa road. That is so weird. Which is just crazy to think about. Like, this is a similar experience. Yeah, in that exact same location. And the, the idea that there's thousands of timelines all happening at once, even yeah. if this isn't a simulation. Just that we could, like, the time could be warped. That's so weird. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, uh, this is posted by Sarah X 11 She said, this will probably get buried. 
So pessimistic. Yeah. (laughs) When I was around 20, a few years ago, I kept having dreams about a woman with long black hair named Aurora. They were different dreams, but for some reason, yeah, it's spelled kind of pretty too. A-R-O-U-R-A. Um, they were different dreams, but for some reason, her distinct face and name always ended up in them. It got to the point where I would wake up frustrated and confused, trying to Google her name or find out how I was connected to her. After a few months, she stopped showing up and I dismissed it, thinking my brain was just being a quotations scumbag. (laughs) (laughs) Scumbag. Funny. Thinking my brain was just being a scumbag. Fast forward a few years later, Halloween 2009. I'm in a car with my friend stopped at a gas station. I'm about to pull out and merge onto a highway when I get a phone call from a random number. So I stopped the car, but no one answered. There was a person behind me who grew impatient, honked at me, and then swerved in front of me instead of waiting the two seconds for me to move. Second they get onto onto the highway, some silver Civic loses control of their wheel and crashes into the car that swerved in front of me. I called the cops and waited at the gas station for them to come. Turns out the drivers of both cars died. It 100% would have been me if I hadn't gotten that phone call. Called it back a few hours later out of gratitude and curiosity. Rang three times and went to voicemail. Hi, you've reached Aurora. Please leave your name and number. Never had goosebumps like that in my life. That's crazy. That's fucking crazy. That's like wild. This random dream person saved your fucking life. Life. From, like, accidentally calling you? Yeah. And they called it the next day because I was confused uh, about the whole situation. Some woman answers, we get to talking, I tell her my entire story, including the dreams I had. She tells me she doesn't know how I got her number and that she never called me as far as she remembers. Weird. Ask her if she has a Facebook to confirm that she is in fact a woman in my dreams. Check her Facebook. Holy fuck, it's her. Whoa. That's crazy. Whoa. She has no idea. Whoa, the fact that, like, the pictures line up, you know, like, that she looks like her is insane. And, okay, if that's, like, some other timeline or, like, if it is simulation in the sense that there's some alien children playing with us, and they were like, oh, we'll just use this phone call. It was random. Yeah, for a reason why. Yeah, but it's a glitch. But it's a glitch, yeah, that's That's, crazy. Yeah, that was was one of my favorites. Mm. Okay, I've got a few more. Thank you, like, two more guys. Locked and loaded. Posted by Reddit user Kill All Extremists. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, guys. Um, This happened about 15 years ago. I called my friend up, and he wasn't home, so I left a message on his answering machine. I said, hey, it's me. Kill All Extremists. (laughs) (laughs) Is that really how you answer a phone? (laughs) Or is that just, like, subbed in for their real name? Hey, it's me. Kill Kill All Extremists. extremists. (laughs) Hey. I really hope that he goes by that in real life. <laughs> kill all for short. Uh, kill all. It's me, Galal. Um, sorry, I missed you. Call you later. Bye. And then I hung up and left the house. I made no other calls. Later that day, he called back and said, "Wow, that was quite a message you left." Literally, because your name is so weird. He's like, "Why'd you call yourself?" That? What the fuck? <laughs> wow, that was quite a message you left. Who was that girl who you were talking to? I was like, what are you talking about? I wasn't talking to any girl. Well, as it turns out, the message didn't end after I said bye. I had to go over to his house and listen to the message a few times. After my initial message that I did leave, as quoted above, there was a slight pause, and then it continues on for another 30 to 40 seconds or so with me talking to some girl. It was my voice, but a conversation that I never had with a girl whose voice I don't recognize. You could compare the message, I know I did leave, and the two voices... They were indistinguishable. 
not just the voice, but, you know, talking mannerisms. I cannot read. (laughs) (laughs) It was my voice. Also, references to my occupation and activities were the same. Basically, in the conversation, I was talking to this girl about going skiing, but I had to go down to my shop and work on a car first, which totally correlated to me. Then the message just stopped. It was recorded on one of those digital answering machines that recorded the message to a chip, so there was no tape I could have taken and analyzed, unfortunately. Also, neither I nor my friend had party lines, so that's not an explanation. It was very freaky. I can't explain it. Weird. What's a party line? Party line is when you talk to, like, more than one person at the same time. It's like merging calls. Oh. But back then you had to, like, it was, like, special. Oh. To party line. Interesting. Yeah. But he also said he made no other calls. So that. Yeah. So he didn't talk to anybody else. That's wild. Yeah. That seems scary. I wonder what the conversation was like. Yeah. If the girl sounded nice or not. Because I wonder if that's, like, a residual haunting. That's what I. I feel whenever there's a voicemail or some object moving or something, my mind always goes to ghost. Yeah, same. Truthfully. Or even that car appearing, that could have been a ghost. A ghost, A very yeah. powerful entity of mm-hmm. some sort. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Wild. I like these stories, though. They're fun. Aren't they interesting? Yeah. I got addicted. I was like, I wanted to copy and paste a bunch of them, but I just couldn't do it. <laughs> I was like, I have to pick the greatest ones. Yeah. The ones with 700 or higher ups. That part. Yeah. Only the best for you. Only the best for you, my love. Um, (laughs) Only the best for you. (laughs) Hosted by Reddit user AmericanSlang59. I used to... Oh, this one's really cool. Mm. I used to work in music and toured with this band. The guitarist, Josh, of the band's best friend, Matt, had died a couple years back. He always talked about the kid, and he seemed like a really great guy. Josh always had this reoccurring dream where Matt was standing on this abandoned street, which supposedly was metaphorical for purgatory. Josh had all these conversations with Matt in these dreams, and because he had overdosed unexpectedly, he felt like his spirit was not able to move on. At the end of the dreams, Matt would take a bulb from the streetlight on the street they were standing in the middle of. Josh described these dreams in extreme detail, and I could pretty much picture what the street looked like. Which is kind of cool anyways, like dreams of dead people. Um, yeah also dreams were like this feels like it's like prophetic yeah you know and it is Mm. are you ready fast forward to about six months into touring with these guys they were huge bright eyes fans and wanted to stop in casadaga i don't know how to say that (laughs) florida (laughs) um it might be worth noting that six out of seven of these people i was with are all atheists so we drive into casadaga Around two or three. (laughs) Casa Daga. And drive around. Suddenly, this big black dog comes in the middle of the road and just stops and looks at us. The guys in this band were weird as fuck and were saying things like, follow the dog, it's trying to show us something. In my mind, I'm just thinking they're all fucking idiots. We follow the dog for a few blocks, and it was walking pretty slowly. All of a sudden, we turn a street and the dog bolts. We try to speed up, but Josh says, stop the fucking van, this is it. We are all confused, and he gets out of the van and looks around. This is it. This is the street in my dreams. We hang out for about 15 minutes from the way he described the street and having, uh, from having the house on the left to a parking... <clears throat> we hang out for about 15 minutes, and from the way he described the street, from having houses on the left to a park on the right, it was definitely the street. As we get in the van, a street light goes off, and we just drive off. 
He claims he had he never had any more dreams about it, as that was closure on everything. Oh my gosh. Aww. That was kind of the ghost one, but I thought it was really interesting. Kind right? of the ghost one and also sweet. Yeah. Like that closure, that moment of closure. Yeah. But black dogs are supposedly hellhounds. Like they're supposed to, if it's a ghost, it's supposed to like be something that's going to guide you to hell. What? Yeah. That like black terrifying. dogs are a phenomenon. That is terrifying. Yeah, but maybe this is a good one. Yeah. Well, hmm. Interesting. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Or it could have been like a little demon that was haunting him for six months when he was like, maybe he was a demon. The friend. Like he was like. No, let's not put that on him. <laughs> <laughs> let's not do all okay. that. <laughs> all right. Um, this is the last one. Ah. And it's Reddit user, you're a Mormon. Or <laughs> You're a Mormon. <laughs> it's your moron. <laughs> I am sorry. I'm sorry, Reddit user. Um, your Mormon is pissed at you right no, now. No, like, I would like to claim copyright claim. That's how that works. Right? I would like to claim, claim copyright, copyright claim now. Uh, um, here we go. So, I was catching a sky train. What? What the fuck is a sky train? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Sounds futuristic already. I'm yeah. like, they are from the Matrix. Where are you? Yeah. Oh my god, this is the glitch itself. Um, I was catching a sky train in one particular city about 15 minutes from where I get off. Before I get off. I'm sorry, that whole sentence. <laughs> <laughs> um, while I was waiting there, there's a woman with glazed eyes asking people for money. She came up to me, stopped briefly, and asked, Excuse me, could you spare some money? My brother is in the hospital, and I'd like some money to buy him some flowers. That's rich, I thought. Drug addicts are getting more and more obvious with their lines. Here's five dollars. <laughs> this sounds like an anime protagonist. <laughs> That's rich. That's rich. <laughs> um, gave it to her without even looking her in the face, convinced of her intentions. Anyways, my train pulls up and I get on. I look through the glass at her walking around asking others for money as the train pulls away. The train arrives at the station 15 minutes later and I walk down and out to the bus stop. There's only one bus the direction I'm going and just my luck. It is waiting there when I get off the train. So on the bus, I hop on and wait for the bus to dri- the bus driver to finish reading his paper before the doors close and we embark down the highway. About 5 to 10 minutes traveling, the driver pulls off over for route after five to ten minutes traveling the driver pulls over for a routine stop the doors open and to my complete astonishment the woman from the sky train walks into the bus a dozen roses in hand she looks me right in the eye as she walks past to take her seat Mm. how in the blue hell did she get there i took the train before her i watched her at the train stop from inside as we pulled away I went over a river. I caught the first and only bus going this particular direction. And not only did she beat me there, she had time to go to a store and buy a dozen roses. To this day, I have no idea how this happened. Oh, I like that she actually bought roses, though. Yeah, because it kind of proves that he was being such a fucking asshole. Yeah, literally, that was the universe being like, you fucking dick. Yeah, and she looked at him like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I bought the roses. Yeah, bitch. My brother's going to love them. Yeah, and he's in the hospital right now, so it's rough. Fuck you. Yeah. We're having hard times. Actually, but, thank you for the $5. Yeah, thank you, but fuck you. Like, don't think that I can read your thoughts. I like these stories. They're fun. Aren't they interesting? Yeah. And some of them are more basic, like the one uh, yet walking, a guy walking past and seeing mm-hmm. someone twice, or like finding an object that they misplaced at one point, but 
I love them. And I do think that the Matrix theory is interesting, given the reality we live in today. Given how close we are. And I love that first hypothesis. Yeah. That we're going to go extinct before we create it. Yeah. Yeah. I, tr- I believe that could be true. I like the idea of this being an ancestral um, simulation, though. That this is being played with by some, like, futuristic children. Mm-hmm. And we're Sims. Right now, we're doing the Sim adventure thing where we're making a podcast. We're like, Gleebaglorp. Gleebaglorp. And they're like, happy, happy, happy. And they pick different themes and things. Yeah. They roll a die. Aw, that's kind of fun. It's also terrifying. Yeah. I hope that it's, like, predetermined like that. And I hope that my Sims player is doing good. Yeah, I hope that my Sims player dedicates a lot of time. And doesn't just, like, leave their island abandoned or something. Yeah, like, you doesn't, know? yeah, abandon it, come back to cockroaches. Uh, yeah. Like yeah. an animal crossing. That'd be terrible. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be sad. <sighs> well, three-sentence summary. Yeah, first sentence. What is reality? Question mark. Second sentence. Could it be what you're experiencing now? Period. We'll say that one's a period, even yeah. though I ended it with the wrong inflection. No. <laughs> Exclamation point. <laughs> I love that. That was beautiful. That Thanks. was great. Thanks. It's a poem. Honestly. Thank you. Yeah. Really beautiful. I appreciate it. Behind it, maybe. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Maybe. 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 Strong, okay. maybe. All right. Strong, maybe on that one. Oh. Strong, maybe on that one. So, uh, are you feeling Girl Boss Gatekeeper Gaslight? Um, I'm feeling Girl Boss, because I am a girl boss, and we did two podcast episodes tonight, and that is amazing. And that's Girl Boss Nation, right there. Hmm. And yourself, Girl Boss Gatekeeper. Gaslit. I'm feeling gaslit by my body because I keep on yawning and crying. I've been crying this whole episode yeah. and I'm like... Maybe you're just really... You're realizing that we live in a simulation so your body's having physical reactions to try and keep you from fully realizing that truth. Maybe. Yeah. Honestly. using your electrical current to control your bodily Whoa. sensations. You got me. Yeah. <laughs> you mm-hmm. got me right yeah. there. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's yeah. the one. Well... The way you just sat back in that chair. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a scientist, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, what's it to you? <laughs> I love your little earring. Is that Pepe? It's were from oh, from that one one. Yeah. With the well, he actually that? has a whole bunch of different names in the over the garden wall. Yeah, I've watched it's that the frog. twice, but I've always put it on as background noise. Oh, it's I've so not good. Sat down and watched it, but it is really good. That's so good. Yeah, yeah. and I love Elijah Wood's voice. Me I think too. it's really sexy. Me too. Have you seen the horror film called Come to Daddy? Mm-mm. I haven't no. watched it, but I know Elijah Woods is in it. Oh. Have you seen um, Green Knight by Chase? No, I have not. He does a little podcast episode about it. Mm. Yeah, for A24's podcast. And Love his that. voice is so sexy. And he's like, in Lord of the Rings, we... And I'm like, oh, baby, in Lord of the Rings, you Tell know. me more. Yeah. Sexy. You short guy. Yeah, you short, short <laughs> you short but strong, sexy, sexy man. Sexy, masculine man. I don't know if Elijah Woods is masculine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you know where to find us. We're on social media at Killer Kush Podcast on Instagram and Killer Kush Pod on Twitter. You can now rate us on Spotify and Apple Music. So please give us a five stars if you like our podcast. And visit our link tree to submit your little sounds and stories and find our Patreon. 
Make sure you subscribe. You can listen to the session each week and the rotation once a month. Woo! Love you. Love you guys See so ya. much. Have a safe week. Bye. Stay warm.